Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for attending. And now, without further ado, to answer your questions, we welcome Commissioner Carl Benson. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending today's press conference. Uh, at a time when there are so many uncertainties facing intercollegiate athletics, I thought that this would be a good opportunity to address some of those issues. Uh, who's got the first question? I got a question. Uh, Trent Krim from the Independent. <laughs> really? Trent Krim from the Independent? Are you kidding me? What's your question? Well, well what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? And alive. That's the best that you can have at a time when, when we've got all these issues facing us, and that's the best question you have? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. And really... Who let this guy in? How easy would it be to fix a college basketball game? In this age of name, image, and likeness, is it more or less likely to happen again? It's been almost 26 years since the last big point-shaving scandal rocked college hoops. In that time, the relationship between collegiate sports and the sports betting industry has become much more cordial. Does that mean anything when it comes to young athletes in search of a quick payday? And what protections are in place to maintain the integrity of the games? This week on Knudsen and the Commission, we're joined by Jay Cornegate from the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas to talk about all about the possibilities of fixing college hoops games and what Vegas does to combat it. Great info that'll make you smarter. It's Knudsen and the Commission. We tip things off right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Carl, we've been talking all about football and football and football, but college basketball season has gotten underway, and it's a big deal, obviously. And you, a former member of the selection committee, you know all about the, the uh, push towards March Madness and everything that goes with it. We've talked also a lot about NIL on here, about name, image, and likeness. The latest news coming down to the University of Texas is going has a booster. is going to give uh, $50,000 to every offensive lineman that signs at the University of Texas, which is, again, our worst nightmares coming to fruition right here and now. Um, and I've actually had some Twitter exchanges with Jay Billis about this, who doesn't think it's a big deal. I think that talk about tone deaf. That's just, I mean, I don't know where people are, people head, people's heads are at, but anyway, one thing about NIL and college basketball that struck my interest was recently I watched a documentary on, on Netflix called bad sports. And it was about the, uh, nine, the early nineties point shaving scandal at Arizona state with headache Smith. And that was a fascinating program. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. It was awesome. Um, and I know uh, our guest Jay Cornegay was part of the, uh, an article I read about it recently, so I want to have Jay on to talk about it as well. But since that article came out, NIL has come into the picture. And I'm wondering, while, while they were worried about legalized sports gambling adversely affecting, you know, make it legal on college campuses now, was that going to make point shaving more prevalent? Then on the flip side, you wonder if NIL dollars will make some of these players say, I don't need to do that. I'm already getting paid by my sponsors. Where do you I stand think, on I think that, yeah, I think that that line of uh, rationale, um, you know, has has been there you know, ever since NIL has been has surfaced and is now implemented and is in place. And we're hearing about some of these outlandish offers. I know early on, uh, people would say, well, you know, maybe NIL will clean up the illegal right you know, benefits a, and the right. inducements and and. Uh, you know, Eric Dickerson 
doesn't have to take the the better offer from SMU right. than you know than Texas offered because he can go to SMU or Texas and cash in on on that. Right. Uh, the, the the gambling piece has has always been what my former mentor Tom Jernstead, the 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 kind of the grandfather, the father of the Final Four, right. uh, would always say. The one thing that he feared the most was a gambling scandal leading up to the final four and, and what that could do to, uh, you know, to yeah. the, to the sport of college basketball. And I, I think that it's still, it's still always going to be uh, a possibility. Uh, I think that just human nature, if somebody offers you X amount of money to do something and in your value system, you know, isn't strong enough to say no, yeah. whether it's, you know, whether it's to miss that free throw or whether it's to miss that extra point, uh, you know, in, in, in football, uh, I think that it still, it still looms, uh, looms out there. If you watch the documentary, again, it was fascinating. Um, Hennig Smith was a star point guard for Arizona state and he got in financial trouble, $10,000 in debt to a campus bookie said, well, let's just fix a game and I'll, it'll pay it off and I'll make money, blah, blah, blah. It's a great, it's great articles about it too. It was so easy. The guy goes out against Oregon State and scores 39 points, but the point spread was 14 and a half points and he made sure his team didn't win by that. They, in fact, they told him, make sure you win by six and they won by six and he scored 39 points. So he's not even a suspect for having done any of this. The way it was done, it was so meticulous. It just looked so easy. And I think they would have got away with it if they had stopped earlier and not, and because they did like three or four games and they were $3 million ahead, but they kept going, they kept going, they got greedy. And I think if they had stopped early before any red flags were raised, they'd have been fine. And that's scary, isn't it? Because you, it could happen. I mean, who would have thought a guy who scored 39 points in a game and led his team to a win was shaving points? It's hard to imagine. Yeah. Mark, during my, you know, during my time as a commissioner, um, you know, I kind of lived through several uh, gambling point shaving, you know, from the Tulane uh, gambling scandal in 1985 that it ultimately shut down the entire Tulane basketball program. People yeah. forget about. Yep. Uh, more recently, 2009, you know, there was a University of Toledo football scandal that uh, that I think a, a former University of Toledo football player is maybe in jail today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because of it so well, had a Notre Dame kicker involved in something like that didn't they a few years back yeah I don't I don't remember that but uh but I also remember you know in the in the whack in this you'll find this hard to believe you know Jerry Tarkanian left left UNLV uh spent one year in the NBA uh and and didn't make it and came back to coach at his yep. alma mater Fresno State that's right and uh during that time, he had recruited some really, really good players, and they had some, you know, some some good teams. And um, the night before a a whack basketball tournament in Las Vegas, I get a phone call from the NCAA that that one of the Fresno State players is under investigation by the FBI uh, with a, a points shaving scandal. Wow. Kid's name was Dom Dominic Young, mm -hmm. and uh, we sat in a room and and. Fresno State, to their credit, you know, sat that kid that particular day. But that, uh, you know, that there was a documentary on mm -hmm. on that point scan mm -hmm. scandal, and Chris Heron was part of that, uh, a player that uh, that left Fresno State and or left St. John's and went to Fresno State, and 
you know, he's had his own documentary about the, you know, his, his uh, challenges and uh, post post basketball. But, um, you know, I think that every commissioner, every administrator at the NCA, every athletic director uh, is fearful of it, you know, for, for so long, you know, the, this idea of Las Vegas, and it'll be interesting to, to talk with, you know, yep. with, a, with, you know, with Jay yep. about, you know, having championships, the NCAA would, you know, prohibited any, any championships, you know, in the state of Nevada, because of this fear that, that gambling was so prevalent and right. that student athletes would be prone to, you know, to, uh, you know, to the, the underbelly of, you know, sports gambling and the underbelly of Las Vegas. And, you know, as the commissioner of the WAC with first UNLV in the WAC uh, and then University of Nevada in the WAC having to, to, you know, represent those universities as they tried numerous, numerous, numerous times. Hell, the, the president of the NCA one time was Joe Crowley, the president at the University of Nevada, Reno. And uh, he's representing an organization that won't let NCAA championships be uh, permitted in, you know, in his state. Let conferences continued to started going there. First, it was, you know, the WAC and then mm -hmm. the Big West and, and then, uh, you know, the West Coast Conference. And, and now it's, you know, there's four or five conferences mm -hmm. during the month of, uh, of March Mark. that are holding yeah. conference championships in Las Vegas. Well, there are safeguards in place. And if that, in fact, in the, in the documentary, they talked about how those red flags were raised. And one of the guys quoted in this article I just read, Jay Cornegay, vice president of the uh, Las Vegas Hotel and Casino Superbook, joins the program. Now, Jay, thanks thanks for joining us here with Carl Benson, the former commissioner of the, of the WAC. Jay's a CSU alum, Carl, so you're being outnumbered now today. All right. Um, Rammies. Go Rammies. Plus, plus you've got a new, plus you actually, got a new football coach. Another another football. Another coach. new football. Exactly. Another football. Coach. Uh, another one. Yeah, just uh, just uh, bringing them in. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're hopeful with yes. With that's the a good. Hire, but he's but coming, but he's coming from Nevada, so there's you know there's there's good good mojo there, Jay. So yeah, I, I hope so, Carl. I think I met you years ago. Um, I'm sure I'm sure our paths did cross. Yes, yes I, I think that uh, they did. I'm pretty sure they did, and it was just a brief encounter. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I apologize for the tardiness. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, we've, we've just been talking a little about the documentary about Headache Smith. And, and I read an article that you were quoted in from 2018 talking about the red flags. And my contention was watching that documentary. I don't know if you saw it it's on Netflix called Bad Sports. Um, my contention was had they not gotten greedy, I think they would have got away with it. Had they done two or three games, they probably could have gotten away with it. But as you said in the article, it just became so expansive and so obvious that they ended up getting caught. Um, Las Vegas has a lot of safeguards now in place for stuff like this. And even in the new era of, of uh, internet gambling, you still are, are prepared for this, aren't you? We are. I mean, that going back, uh, you know, that was what, uh, 92, early 90s when yeah. that took place. Yeah. 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 I mean, compare, you know, what we have today versus what we had in the early nine, 90s, you can almost say it's night and day. Uh, but I, I agree with you that it, nothing's 100% proof. Um, we do have some monitoring protocols uh, in place now. We have some technology that also helps us to monitor. You know, we still have our limits that also uh, make it very difficult. But if they were to fix a game, set a game, and hit and miss or hit it for a couple of times and then disappear, it's possible they could get away with it. You know, uh, you know, there's there's if, if you look at any criminal activity, 
Um, most of the time when they get caught is because of greed, right? Yeah. And they continue to do it. They said, well, this is, this is easy enough. This is easy enough. Let's rob another bank. Let's rob yeah. another one. And then it, it's just a matter of time before, you know, they get caught. And I, I think when we look at game fixing, you can look at it, at it the same way. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a scary deal to think about. But again, one of the new parts of this is NIL, which wasn't in place when this article was written that you were quoted in. And um, that, that's, my, that's changed a lot of things about college sports, obviously. In my opinion, not very many of them for the good. However, this might be something that's good because it might remove some temptation. Guys can get paid. Hey, an offensive lineman can get paid $50,000 now just to go, just to, go to Texas. Uh, you know, BYU is giving out extra scholarships now. So maybe the motivation to participate in something like this is, is not as good as it was? The, uh, I, I guess it, it, it could. I, again, I, I think that, uh, you know, how much money is enough? I, I, I yeah. don't know. You know, these, these guys, you know, they get a little taste of it and, and anybody, I guess it's human nature. So I don't know, maybe they get a $50,000, uh, you know, deal with, you know, a sports drink, whatever it might be. Is that enough? I don't know. You know, yeah. they, they get a little taste of it. And again, uh, your question is, do you think it will prevent or, or, or curtail some of this yeah. uh, activity? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I certainly know that's not what it was intended to do. No, that's good. How about, how about though, along those lines, fellas, that uh, Paul Horning, Alex Karras, yeah. Denny McLean, they were making, they were making yes, a boatload of money. Yeah. And yet they're the temptation for them to, you know, Pete Rose, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think that 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 the value system that 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 an individual has to have probably isn't going to be changed if somebody's given him fifty and somebody else comes up and offers him another fifty to yeah. uh, miss a couple free throws or or to you know to determine the outcome of a game. So it's uh, I, I think that it's still a slippery slope. Uh, I remember you know Jay back in the '90s and, and early 2000s again. Uh, Whenever the, this argument about why the NCA was wouldn't allow you know championships in the state of Nevada because it was a uh, you know sports gambling and and uh, betting on college sports was permissible in the state of Nevada, uh, the argument that that the Nevada people would would give was that the, the the number of regulatory and the regulations that were in place and the safeguards were in place was much better than you know, any place in the country where it was went unregulated and and it was pretty uh, hypocritical of the NCAA. Uh, and I remember making this this argument when I was on the basketball committee, uh, you know, Mark and, and Jay, that that, uh, you know, we could have a we could have an NCAA tournament in New Orleans and fans could be five minutes out the door. And walk into Harris, you know, in the French Quarter, and you know, bet on games, um, you know, via the the sports books that were in, in place there at that time. So I thought it was very, you know, very hypocritical. But uh, you know, now you know, just to be, I think, make sure that our listeners are aware that long-standing NCA rule, you know, has now been, right. um, you know, rescinded, yep. and you know, in, in the state of Nevada, can. Uh, can conduct championships at the same time. I mean, bowl games were going on. NCAA right. certified bowl games were being held in 
you know, in Las Vegas, starting in what 1992 with the Las Vegas Bowl that, you know, that I helped to uh, to create between the Mid American Conference and, and the Old Big West. But uh, so I mean, it, unfortunately, the NCA has been has been you know said to be hypocritical on a lot of things. But I think that the the gambling prohibition was really a a, a very hypocritical. And you know, Joe Crowley, uh, rest in peace. Um, you know, spent a lot of time trying to convince his colleagues at the NCAA to, uh, you know, to uh, to back off and, and allow championships in the state of Nevada. Yeah, do you remember, Carl, back in, um, let's say, well, okay, some of the studies that were uh, in place there in the early 2000s, I remember that, uh, and it might have been late 90s, um, I, I think the Bush administration put this together and it was a gaming study to figure out, you know, what people were doing and how they were sports betting. And, and the study it had nothing to do with this. We had no input whatsoever, the state of Nevada. And they determined that 98% of all sports in this country, sports bets in this country took place outside Nevada. Yeah. Okay. So wow. 98%. Wow. Right? And, and so uh, you know, when it, when it became an issue, uh, and I, and I remember what, what happened, uh, in, in the late nineties was when, um, and I, I, uh, um, remember what this Senator, uh, McCain, um, and I thought the world of him, obviously, uh, but, uh, I know that he was a little upset with the Arizona state scandal mm-hmm. and, and he called us hypocritical because we didn't accept wagers on our own schools in the state of Nevada. And I remember the officials in the industry looking at each other and saying, you know, he's got a valid point. And uh, we, it, it was an outdated regulation. And we have all these uh, protocols and safety protocols in place, you know, in our regulated environment that there is no reason why we shouldn't accept wagers, you know, on, on our team. So that was the starting point of it being uh, reversed in the state of Nevada allowed sports waging on their teams uh, starting in 2001 to, or 2000-2001. Uh, so I kind of make that same argument with some of these new jurisdictions that don't allow wagers on their own schools to think about that because I, I you know, going back there and listening to some of those arguments is like we would rather accept wagers in a regulated environment, right. controlled yeah. environment. We know who's making these wagers versus pushing them through illegal channels where you wouldn't know, you know, who's betting it. So it was a valid point for McCain. And, and we ultimately, you know, caught our senses and decided that we'd rather take these bets because you know, what's happening. And like in the state of New Jersey right now, you know, they got a lot of good things going out there. They, they just voted again recently not to allow wagers on their schools, but you know it's happening. Sure it is. You know, and they're going through illegal channels. So, you know, I, I, I plead those to look at it, that it's certainly a lot safer, safer and more controllable if you take those wagers in a regulated environment than pushing them through those illegal channels. Jay, in the article I read um, that you, you recorded, and you said it was just too obvious, the last part of the uh, headache Smith Arizona State things it became too obvious and you, you mentioned the term red flag and obviously obviously I've got to believe those are are first and foremost on your mind when you're regulating things and you're watching these things 
Tell us what some of the red flags might be for, for if you're concerned that a college basketball game might be, even if it's the first time it's come to your attention that a college basketball game might be getting fixed. What's the red flag? Well, my first answer to that, Mark, is I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, coach. Uh, okay. Um, but, um, you know, I, I know there's there's a number of movies, movies out there, uh, you know, that... Uh, you know, have themes on, you know, and, and you know, uh, I don't know, just scenes of uh, sports gambling. And it's kind of like a doctor looking at mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, operating room on the show ER or whatever yeah. and going, oh yeah. my gosh, that never happens, you know. Right. And, and uh, we, we have that same feeling here when, when we see Hollywood portray how things are done, you know, in Vegas and other mm -hmm. jurisdictions now. We just roll our eyes and go, that's not going to happen. You know, it's like, uh, but, uh, you know, guys coming up and, and um, you know, uh, asking and, and someone that we don't know normally, an unknown patron that wants to make a large wager on something that, you know, uh, is, isn't mainstream. Um, and then uh, possibly asking us where we're going to move it to, wanting to bet it again, maybe not caring what the number is. Uh, those would be a couple of red flags. And uh, But nowadays, you know, we will know who that guy is, even if we used to bet smaller limits. You know, we would ask for his ID. But there is some suspicious activity out there, certainly a number of uh, safety protocols that we have in place uh, that uh, we look at to um, address any suspicious wagers. I just think it's amazing hey, that Mark, guy could score. Mark, uh, oh, go ahead, Carl. Here, here's a here's an example too that, sure. uh, that I that I was involved with uh, one day, and this would have been late '90s, early 2000. I came back from lunch one day. I had a voicemail, and a uh, guy introduced himself as Joe Jones, uh, you know, regional FBI gambling task force representative. Wow. I need to ask you a couple questions. And, you know, my heart sunk and uh, <laughs> yeah. I called it, called, I called him back and we chatted a little bit and he says, well, let me tell you why I'm calling you. He goes, uh, we're tracking a uh, potential um, scandal, a, a gambler in Las Vegas who for three straight Saturdays uh, placed $250,000 wager on the university of Tulsa football. Mm. And, and he won, he won all three. And they were calling me to find out if there was anything that might be uh, connected to those three games. And specifically, were the game officials mm. the same or were there any of the same game officials on any of those all three games? And uh, I quickly you know, went to our records and, and fortunately was able to tell them that, that you know, our football crews usually always stay together. Sometimes there was some, you know, some guys that would be floaters right. or so to speak. But in those three particular games, uh, there were three totally separate uh, officials. Hmm. Uh, but so, I mean, they were looking at that type right. of a pattern, Jay, to see if there was any, you know, any wow. type of link. And that's, that's a, you know, that's exactly right. You would look at something in today's world, I believe at all levels, at least the collegiate pro levels that all referees are graded afterwards. And so they have a profile themselves that have, you know, how many, you know, who they, well, you know, who are the uh, teams involved, how many, uh, 
fouls or flags did he throw on this team? How many flags did he throw on this team? What were those penalties? And, and so it, it's, it's certainly more detailed than just that, but, you know, by looking at those grades and that grading system, you certainly can look at and, and see some patterns if needed. So sure. any type of investigation uh, on, on something like that. Now, I don't remember that, Carl. Maybe I, I mean, no one was maybe privy to that information, but what, were those bets against Tulsa or for Tulsa? They were for Tulsa. For Tulsa. Wow. Okay. And, they, and Tulsa was the underdog in, in all, all the games, I think. Yeah. See, I would be um, interested to see, well, if the referees, I guess, you know, something like that. But I also would look at, uh, you know, I would be more concerned if they bet against a team. You know, because right. you could always look at poor play or or, uh, you know, drop passes or whatever, you know, those type of things. Um, you know, in the Arizona State scandal, it was it was, uh, you know, that's what's kind of concerning when when you have a big favorite, when a team when a, that was like one of the red flags. And again, Mark, I'm not going to tell you all of them, but another red flag would be a Coach big speak. favorite, <laughs> a big favorite, you know, that, you know, can have some leeway there of you know still winning the game but not covering the spread right, right. like the arizona state scandal yeah that would be a concern so when you saw the and you weren't i don't know you were doing this in 93 94 were you you started there back then were you in vegas i by started in my, myself yeah oh yeah i started in uh 87 so you probably remember the the, the headache smith arizona state thing fairly well oh um, i was working that day yeah so i mean the first game he scored 39 points and yet he made sure he didn't cover the spread. That, that takes skill. Um, you just think there's got to be a kid out there that can do this and not be greedy. I know you said greed is the is the linchpin most of the time when they get caught. But, I mean, who who thunk a guy could score 39 points in a game, you know, hit six three-pointers or whatever it was and and still be shaving points? Yeah, but that's that's why you a red flag would be on a big favorite. Yeah. Well, they're not four, a, 14 and a half it, points it, is pretty big. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you have something like that. Listen, it, you're, you're exactly right. You're not going to be able to capture everything, but you know, in today's world and and even past, you look at, I mean, you you can look at the corporate America world. You can look at the political world. Some people say the church, you know, I didn't say that, but uh, you know, there's scandals and and issues everywhere. Right. And and we're not saying that it's okay. We're going to look another way, but there are, loopholes uh in 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 the industry that we try to address the best we can and i do believe we do a great job policing it because yes we we've told the ncaa and the other leagues i've met with them a long time ago that we are on the same side we want fair and true games integrity is our product i go if they don't believe that these games are fair and true you know no one's going to want to wager on them Right. So we want to keep the integrity. We want to keep these games true. And we do not want to be accepting wagers on a game that's predetermined. I mean, yeah. that's something that we would get hurt on. Yep. So it's in our best interest to control these things. Hey, Jay, before before you came on, I was reminiscing with, with Mark about another incident. Uh, and this actually happened in Las Vegas or around Las Vegas. 1997, the WAC basketball tournament was in Las Vegas. Uh, Jerry Tarkanian had had returned to Fresno State, his alma mater, the year before, and uh, had a had a very good team. And the week before, the week of the basketball tournament, a newspaper report out of Fresno 
uh, linked a, a Fresno State player by the name of Dominic Young, uh, an alleged shaving of points in a game the week before against the University of Wyoming, where he missed three or four free throws down the stretch that uh, that impacted the outcome of the game and and resulted in you know in a difference in in you know either in the point spread in terms of whether Fresno State won or Wyoming won, but uh, that that black cloud uh, came with Fresno State to Las Vegas, and uh, I don't know I don't think Dominic Young I think they sat him out, but uh, there's another now 20 years later uh, Dominic Young has done a a uh, a documentary about what really happened, and I haven't seen it yet, but uh, um, you know the and we both know Jay, the, you know, the, just the lure and the lore of, you know, of, of coach Tarkanian and, yes. and what, what went, what went down when he was at UNLV and, and the reputation. And, you know, you know that was, that was, that was potentially he, a, a very damaging. Uh, Tarkanian you know, though, possibility. I remember the situation, right. And I don't, I wasn't on top of that. Like you guys were, but Tarkanian the gambling wasn't part of it. It was the, People sliding money to players that didn't have anything to do with gambling, right? In Vegas, and maybe yeah, it was some of the gambler never happened anywhere else. Well, that was the yeah, yeah. that was the end. That was the yeah, end. Exactly. Right, know, Coach Tar, you know, Tar- Tarkanian was no. that yeah. uh, you know, hot tubs, hot tubs, yeah, exactly, and, uh, right. you know, fast, fast cars, and everything yeah. else. But but this gambling incident or this gambling allegation yeah. that uh, that put a cloud over you know over the Fresno State team that year, and uh, you know, and, and kind of tainted you know, tainted uh, coach Tarkanian's final yeah. years because he, prior to that, there hadn't been any, yeah. any mm. tampering. Mark is, Mark is correct. It wasn't anything about gambling. It when, was, he, when he was in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. When, yeah. when they were being investigated, they were investigated on recruiting practices. Right. Right. And, and uh, which they, now they, which they could do now with no problems because there's yeah, no, but, nothing wrong anymore. Yeah. Well, they don't. Yeah. They never actually proved anything, yeah. you know, as far as uh, Tarkanian side of things, yeah. you know, but you look at other programs and, and it's oh, yeah. the same way. Right. Um, so um, these, these type of things, um, you know, you look at over the years, what is there a handful of sports candles that they actually yeah. uh, have uncovered, you know? Um, and of course everybody goes, well, that's just what they know. You know, yeah. they don't know how many others have been there. And I got to believe maybe I'm a little biased here. I, I can't see it being widespread or anything. Again, if you look at the, the sports book industry, um, it has a pretty decent record. Yeah. It really does. It, 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 I mean, it, again, it's in our best interest to protect, protect the game as well. So I, I think that we've done a pretty good job and we only have a handful of scandals. And a lot of them actually happened outside of Vegas. Sure. Actually, most of them happened outside yeah. of yeah, when you when you think about it, and I think I, I did a little research coming into today's show that uh, uh, 1985 Tulane men's basketball got shut down because of a of a point shaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 2009 University of Toledo football had a player that uh, that pled guilty to uh, I don't know if he was a kicker or whatever, but uh, and then you know and then the the Arizona State. So in in the last 30 years. I think there's only been documented, you know, three actual point shaving incidents uh, occurring. You know, you go back to the 50s and the the old college, city college of, of New York, uh, CCNU or whatever, 
you know, that was kind of the first point shaving that uh, that got the attention of the of the college sports world. Yeah, there's been a few. I know that Boston College and, and the, yeah, uh, that's the others, right. right? But yeah. again, uh, not too many. No. Uh, going back to Mark's point, saying, "Wow, that was really skill." I mean, he scored yeah. 39 points and still didn't yeah. cover. Uh, I think it's very, very difficult. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty tough to do. Running a sports book, we kind of hear the F word a lot, you know, fixed. Okay. You know, (laughs) that one. Okay. Uh, But I was like, how, how could you possibly do that? You know, the kicker hit the goalpost. That's quite skill. Now that's skill, you know, no doubt. Well, the the NBA, the NBA had the, uh, the official that was indicted and uh, served time. So, you know, I think that when you think about about fixing a game, players, coaches, the officials may be maybe the most likely to be able to to pull something off. Um, yeah, that would make the most sense. That would make I the most think sense. It would be officials. Yeah. I, I think would be the ones. But now with the grading system, okay, you know that's again. Is that something that you get away with a couple of times? Yeah. But it's very difficult to just do it a couple of times. Right? How many, how many fans have watched a game and not thought that refs in somebody's pocket? Every fan thinks that about every game they watch. That well, refs in somebody's ones. pocket. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think that's, and it's pretty, pretty rare. Hey Jay, we really appreciate you taking some time to join us. I know uh, it's never fun to talk about this kind of stuff, but I think your, you know, your, your uh, insight is very, very valuable. It's uh pretty tough thing to do and you guys do a pretty good job of a really good job of monitoring this and keeping tabs of it i don't know if it's gotten more difficult your job's gotten more difficult with the wide you know the fact that your company superbook has arms in all all sorts of different states now it's it's tougher but with the fbi on your side i think you're in pretty good shape no i appreciate it uh, and it's great seeing you guys mark uh, thanks jay great to see you and uh thanks for having me on mark hey, hopefully there's a rockies game we can go to next summer we'll have to keep our, i don't know what the odds are on that but uh they gotta be pretty no. good. They'll, they'll, they'll be out there. They'll, they'll get what they need. All right. Jay Cornegate, vice president of uh, Las Vegas Superbook, uh, joins us on the program. Jay, thanks. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll be back with Carl's thumbs up, thumbs down right after this. Stay with us. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. Well, Mark, the uh, coaching carousel continues, and while the Pac-12 and USC landed Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, the Oregon Ducks lost Mario Cristobal to Miami. And my thumbs down this week goes to Miami for leaving former head coach Manny Diaz hanging for a couple of weeks before terminating him to hire Cristobal. Not that Cristobal isn't a great hire for the U, but what a travesty the past two weeks have been in Coral Gables. On the other hand, my thumbs up goes to Baylor coach Dave Aranda for turning down the Oklahoma job and a $2 million a year raise to stay at Baylor, saying Baylor AD Mac Rhodes showed his loyalty in hiring him, and he was going to return that loyalty and stay at Baylor. Thumbs up, Coach Aranda. And staying in the Big 12 as opposing to the SEC is not a bad plan either. 
from Coach Aranda. So I, I concur. All right, Carl. Good easier, job. A little, little easier yeah, path. Yeah, a little pass. A little easier pass. Uh, might might be a little pass. I wonder if Oklahoma and Texas are regretting that decision about now. I, I think they might. I know sure, certainly Oklahoma is. Hey, Carl, another good show. Appreciate your work as always. Uh, thanks to Jake Cornegate for joining us. And we'll uh, hook up again next week, talk about some more fascinating topics. It never ends. We, we get a lot of content, Mark. We a do. lot of content out there. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.